I met the criteria to be selected, but I wasn't. Evening all, welcome back to Met the Criteria. We are continuing our season preview episodes for the 2020-21 season. It's just about sneaking into 2020. A couple of weeks to go until the December 22nd start. Uh, you've got Jared on the lead this week alongside me, as always, Theo and Vincent. How are you both doing? Great, 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 good. Uh, we've got we got Snow FC on today, so I he am messed positive. it up. He messed it up. <laughs> Snow, don't oh, start on my days. Snow so, KC. Listen, I've got everything. You know, just, you know, fine. Snow KC. I'm sorry, okay. Snow to, KC's on. Just to explain that for the listener, we we were discussing how to introduce our, our first guest on this week's episode, uh, Thomas Snowden from OKC UK. And Tom, do you prefer Thomas, Tom's, Snowy, what do you prefer? And he said, some people have started calling me Snow KC. And we loved it. And then Vinny's gone and botched it on the first Listen, first try. leave me alone, okay? I've so. had a long day. I am tired. <laughs> Snow KC, forgive me, brother. I am sorry about that. By the end of the episode, they were nailed it. Nailed it. But yeah, how are you, Tom? Good to have you with us. How are you doing? I'm all good, thank you. Thanks for having me on. I'm looking forward to it. So we'll 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 start straight off, Tom, with with you. How did you become? How did you get into basketball as as a UK fan? Um, and what what led you into choosing the the small town small market team of the Oklahoma City Thunder as your team? Well, small market. Um, <laughs> no, um, it's it's kind of a weird one. I played it a bit in secondary school by during like PE classes. Nothing more. I enjoyed it, but not enough to delve into it like I knew there was obviously the NBA didn't really know anything in the UK at that time I was still in Cornwall at the time so it wasn't exactly huge down there I wasn't aware of any teams so I just completely forgot about it after I left school and then probably 2015-2016 I saw 2k on offer so just decided to buy it I know that's a lot of people's excuses at the minute they, they get it through 2k but um, yeah decided to buy it got into it and then I had a couple of mates who were proper NBA fans so I actually had someone to talk to about it they told me to actually start watching games because I was I was building a knowledge through 2k of what players were good at without actually watching them live <laughs> so I was, I was saying certain things and then my mate would be like well that's not entirely true that's just a bit fixed so I decided to watch a game in the 2016-17 season uh, it was OKC against Orlando. Picked, picked that game in particular because I loved using Russell Westbrook on 2K. So decided to go for that game. And luckily enough, that was a game that he scored 40-odd points and I think he had 16 rebounds as well. Obvious, obviously a triple-double. We all know what Ross is like. But yes, ever, ever since then, I'm quite a big sports guy. I love people who show passion the way they play. And there's not many better players in the NBA for passion than Russell Westbrook. So that's, you know that's, 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 that's You know what? You are absolutely right now. You are my favourite person right now. I just want to throw that out there. You are <laughs> my favourite person. You oh, you know the you just you've just won my heart, okay? You've won my heart, Snow FC. You are a legend right now. <laughs> 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 Finish, stop trying. Snow K C Wow. <laughs> what is wrong with me? <laughs> No, I think I, I think that every week. <laughs> I think I'm I'm similar with you there as well, Tom. Like 
Russell Westbrook was was the player that sort of he's my favorite player really. The way he plays, his athleticism, his passion, like was so sort of enthralling as as a new basketball fan that that that's really drew me to him. So so that's well, saw saw you on Mastermind last night, mate. Mate, it went all right. It went all right, didn't it? <laughs> plenty of plenty of Russ knowledge. I liked it. Cheers, mate. Love appreciate it. that. Appreciate that. So what? So being a, an Oklahoma City fan, what what was it that convinced you to start sort of covering the team on on social media, trying to get a bit of a community going amongst Thunder fans in the UK? I never never really had the intention for it to go as far as what it has. Uh, I just remember a tweet from NBA UK fans saying there's loads of these fan pages popping up, and I just replied to it completely. Nothing like no intent for anything to happen from it. Just saying, oh, this, why is there no OKC one? So one of the guys there, I think it was Rich or Dean, said, uh, oh, you sh- should do it yourself. So I'd done it, expecting to probably be bored of it within a month. But like, that's completely honest. I expected to get bored of it. But I've always had a bit of an inside passion of doing a bit of writing, interviewing people. So I decided to do some interviews with people in the UK. I've done a couple with people from America. Obviously, now I've gone over to Instagram Lives instead of the written stuff, so I enjoy that a bit more. But, yeah, the intention intention wasn't really there to do it, but I'm glad I did do it. So I'd say it's gone well. Yeah, so we, mate. We, we, we love having you as part of the community. It's great to have you on the, on the pod now to, to talk more about your team. So, yeah, keep up the good work. So let's let's talk about... The, the Thunder season just just ended. Um, what are you? What are your overall thoughts on the, uh, the Chris Paul experience, the the firing of Billy Donovan, but the whole season as a whole? What did you think? It's it's, it's tough looking back on it. This this time last year, I couldn't tell you a single Thunder fan who could have told you it would have gone the way it did. Like we were all surprised. We expected Chris Paul to obviously come in and go straight away. We weren't sure what was going to happen with Gallinari. We had a lot of youngsters. Baisley was very fresh. Um, SGA didn't exactly have an outstanding rookie season with the Clippers. So there wasn't really ex- expectation there at all. We all thought 12th, 13th in the West, maybe at a push. Mm. But then obviously the season started. Chris Paul was suiting up. Gallo was suiting up. Uh, we still had a really good uh, couple of key players, obviously Stephen Adams, Nerlens, Noel. So obviously we got off to a bad start. And then as soon as we started getting performances in and started dominating in the clutch times, we were starting to look at the team. And with the evolution as the season went on of Gilgis Alexander uh, having a, a starting lineup with... Uh, Chris Paul, Gilgis Alexander, Gallinari, Stephen Adams, we started to realise like, and Dennis Schroeder coming off the bench, and Nolan's mm-hmm. Noel coming off the bench. We've, we've got a good team here. Yeah. Like, why, why wouldn't, obviously the expectation was Chris Paul to go straight away. But then when the season started with all these guys, why did we not up our expectations a little mm-hmm. bit? But the this, this season itself has been fantastic. It's been fun more than anything to watch, even the games that we lost. We had some outstanding performances. Like my favourite performances of the season were both games against Boston. Uh, winning in the Garden was a great night. Outstanding performance. Um, 
And then you've got Stephen Adams nailing a three from his own half. You've got uh, Stephen Adams launching a ball against Minnesota for Dennis Schroeder to get the tip in with yeah. like less than a second on the clock to take the game to overtime. Nolan's Noel saying it's his funnest season he's had as an NBA player. And he felt a lot of the team felt the same. So more than anything, this season has just been outstanding to watch and it's been fun as well. Yeah, a real, a real feel-good story. Obviously, there was there was such little expectations for the Thunder. But I'm sure the percentage was, was it like 1.4% chance of making the playoffs or something like that? And then obviously to pull it out and, and get to a series against the Rockets. What were your feelings on, on that Game 7 game seven sort of performance? What did you think? Well, that percentage was 0.2 by ESPN. That's 0.2. Like the, the amount of time on the side I've used that photo this season. <laughs> um, but no, the, the Houston series, I thought, I did think it was quite a boring series. I didn't think it was very enticing compared to the way Oklahoma played the whole season. Specifically, game seven, there were some positives for sure. There were some negatives. Biggest positive throughout the whole Houston series was obviously Lou Dort. A lot of people uh, jumped on the Lou Dort boat now. Mm-hmm. I remember talking to uh, Joe Holbert, uh, a writer from the UK, about Lou Dort after his like second or third game, and it was like, "Yeah, we've we've got a baller here." Mm-hmm. And obviously, Sam Presti's tied that guy down now for like five million for the next five years. Yeah. Like so, outstanding bit of business, but that's his contract. Yeah, it's a steal. It's an absolute steal. That is crazy. That five million in five years only. Best GM in the league. Absolutely. I bet he's gutted he signed that contract before. Honestly, he needs to sack his agent. He needs to sack his agent. Get a new one. Wow. I bet. I bet he's a bit gutted now. Like obviously, he's got some of the best stats against some of the league's best players. James Harden and shut James Harden down. He shut him down. Completely. I think there was only two of the seven games where Harden shot over 50. Uh, What's his ceiling? What do you think his ceiling is as a player? See, I've been asked that a few times and I don't quite know. Like, I I don't really, can't really think of anyone to compare him to either. He's quite unique. Like, we we saw throughout the season, then by the time he reached a bubble, he developed a bit of a shot in him as well. It was very inconsistent, but it's, (laughs) I, I think he could probably go as high as being a third guy on a team. I'd I'd say that's about right. To me, it reminds me a little bit about once he starts learning his shooting, it can remind me potentially, I'm not saying he's gonna, but he could potentially go to that kind of level as a player like Marcus Smart because quite defensively minded player. He starts, we thought he couldn't shoot a three and he starts shooting threes in that game seven. Like like hell amount of threes. (laughs) So it's potential that if he starts working on that, he could be a lethal threat on the defensive end and also offensive on the three. So I potentially see him getting as high as maybe like a player like Marcus Smart. Similarities. I, that's a fair uh, assessment, to be fair, between the two players. I'm a big Marcus Smart fan as well, so I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, you take that. That wouldn't be too bad, would it, for a, for a guy who was, was he a G Leaguer at the start of this season on a two way contract? Yeah. And, that is a massive steal. That is and a then massive steal. Now he's, he's one of the sort of, you, you've got to put him up there. It's one of the elite defenders in the league, really, the job he did on Harden in that playoff series. So yeah, props to, uh, to Lou Dort. And yeah, so 
a disappointing end to the season in some ways, but maybe a disappointing end to what was a, a really exciting, feel-good season, managing to get into a, a really competitive playoff series, doing 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 the team proud. So that's the end of last season. Um, the nature of the beast with the pandemic and the turnaround between the two seasons, we're, we're already looking ahead. Last season's gone. We're already looking ahead to, to as we said, the 2020-21 season. And I think... Of all the teams in the league, the Thunder are one of the most exciting teams in terms of front office moves that they could make. Uh, definitely some trades to be looked at. Who knows who's going to stay? What are some of your initial thoughts about what to do with Chris Paul's contract? And what would you like to see a potential Chris Paul trade return back for the Thunder? Not obviously it's a big contract, but if you look at the player he was last year, you can see he can still be worth that contract like to us last season he was worth that contract um in terms of what we can get for him i think i'd i'd personally like to see us try with the 76ers it's, we'll probably have to end up taking up a bad contract so that would be tobias harris or al horford mm. um i'd like to try and see us target matisse Feibel, and then i think we might be lucky enough to maybe get a pick in there as well that would be Fiebel and Dort as as your wing defenders. That would be that would be scary, wouldn't it? That'd be scary. We had um we had Ben from Seventy Sixers UK on last week, and he was really hopeful of, of getting a, a Chris Paul Paul trade uh, for for his team. So if you if you two guys were the GMs, it'd happen. But that's not the way it works, is it? <laughs> I, I I just I just hope he goes to a team where he's got a chance to win a ring. Like there's been talk of him going to the Knicks for example, and I just don't want to see him get wasted there. Oh, that'd be rough. That'd be a sad end to, to a, a Hall of Fame career, really, for, for CP3. Let's move now to some some names who you might get through the door coming into the Thunder. Um, so we're asking all, all our guests this. Um, we want uh, a dream move a realistic move and a wild card move. Maybe the last one, one that no one else is really thinking or talking about. So this could be through trade, could be through three eight free agency, whatever you think. So and don't even try to say you want Russell Westbrook back. Okay, <laughs> don't even try it. Don't even try it. He's staying put. We're building on him. Don't even say it. Over to you, Snow KC. Take it away. Uh, in terms of free agency, the class itself isn't fantastic this year. So. There's not any names on there I think we should try and target. There's not really anything that can maybe help us. But looking back on this season, you had Chris Paul, obviously, as a coach. He's been around the league a long time. There's a couple of players. I had a look through the list earlier. There's a couple of players that caught my eye who are ex-OKC players. Uh, they are Serge Ibaka and Jeff Green. Jeff Green obviously spent the first four or five years with us. Uh, Abaka spent seven. I don't think it would be a bad thing considering the amount of youth we have currently and that might still get added to to uh, help the players develop. Whether those type of players would want to help us mm. or would want to be that kind of father figure or slash coach that CP3 has been, obviously that, that's down to them. Don't really know what their personalities are like, apart from their back. I don't even know what their back is like. Um, in terms of like dreams and things like that, it's it's tough to say because 
obviously we we're expecting Gallo to be signed and traded. We're expecting CP3 to go. So I'm I'm fully expecting to be the worst team in the West next year. Like, yeah, we're still going to have the likes of SGA, Baisley, Dort, who can have those game nights together, a couple of wins. But Sam Presti knows we're going into a full uh, rebuild. That's what was expected this year. So he's going to target youngsters. Um, if it was someone like, it's, it's not going to happen, but obviously, as you say, it's going to be a dream. Someone like uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., I would love to see him in OKC. I think he's going to be an elite player. I think he's a bit underrated as well. No, apart, apart from that, it's hard. With what we're expecting next season to be, it's hard to say what do I want because because of the rebuild, we don't know what we need. We don't know what we're going to get. So, I think you're being a bit too harsh on yourselves. To say you're going to be the worst team in your division, I feel like you guys were a very, very good team. You caused us massive problems as a Rockets fan. These two would the tell Rockets you... Rockets are rubbish. Shut up, okay? Just shut <laughs> up, okay? Just shut up, Theo. Just shut up, okay? But anyway, I just feel like you're just kind of writing yourself off because I think you've got very, very good players. You've just said it then. Your starting five is a great lineup. You've got people like Dennis Schroeder, who's so underrated, absolutely brilliant guard. You've got players like Shay Gidros Alexander, he needs a bit of time to grow, but I still see him as a potential brilliant player. So for me to say you guys are not going to even challenge for the playoffs, I'm like, nah, you get it. I don't know, maybe being a bit too harsh on yourselves. I think I think it's more as well, you look at the West next year, you've got Golden State coming back, you'd expect Portland to be better. Uh, the Suns have another year in them. You look to see how the Suns were in the bubble. you got uh, the Spurs, you can never rock out, um, you can never count out uh, Greg Popovich. Um, who else missed out? Grizzly. Yeah, this, Memphis, this, Gr- Memphis, yeah they, they got another year on them. But And then you got all those going to be fighting for those spots. And then, as expected, Chris Paul and Gallo have already said goodbye to OKC. And um, Schroeder is expected to be traded. Oh, got, okay. uh, we're expecting him to. We think if we're going into rebuild, is the likes of CP3, Schroeder, their draft stock, uh, trade stocks are not really going to be as high as probably what they are now. Mm. Um, There's almost like a void, isn't there, in the Western Conference because so many teams are, are going for the playoffs. There is, there is that gap at the bottom of the standings. And I mean, what do you, would, you, would you be happy for, to take a season to tank and, and get a really, really strong draft pick moving forward and then start trying to aim for the playoffs in a couple of years? What do you think? Yeah, 100%. We'll... I think everybody knows how many picks we have. <laughs> you basically yeah. own the next couple of drafts, don't exactly. you? Exactly. <laughs> we we robbed the Clippers. We got a couple off Houston. But starting in 2022, we've got like three or four first-round picks. Same the year after. We've, we've got a tank the next year or two. We have to. And I, I, I don't see why not either since the, the, since the Thunder have come into the league. It was only that first season that we've had a losing season apart from that we've been a playoff team yeah that's do you think that's going to be tough to watch as a fan uh, first season of uh, trying not to win uh, obviously it's going to be at times a bit annoying because you'll you'll go into some games like against the Knicks for example and you'll be like oh this is an easy win <laughs> but you, you still, you'll still have that bit of attitude but the, ma- the main thing for me this year is 
the likes of Dort, SGA, Baisley, and a couple of the other youngsters that we have is to watch them grow. Let, let them work on the uh, things that they need to work on. Baisley and Dort have both been working on their threes. SGA had an outstanding season, so he's got to build on that again now. Um, yeah, I, th- I think we've got to concentrate on the youth because the likes of SGA, Dort, Baisley, if they all have starting spots this year and get minutes under their belt, they're, they're our core for the future. And I, I wouldn't expect them to be available at all in the next couple of years. Of, of those three players that, that you've mentioned there, who do you have the sort of highest expectations of? Or is, is there another young player on the roster who you think, yeah, that, that's a player to watch. We need to watch him develop over the next couple of seasons. Well, S- SGA, obviously. The season he had last season was outstanding. No OKC fan was expecting what we got out of them this year. Obviously, CP3 helped them a lot. Uh I'd, I'd expect him to be a future all-star. I, c- I wouldn't even rule him out being one this year. It's going to be tough for him, but I wouldn't rule it out. I don't think he'll get there, but I wouldn't rule it out. Uh, Baisley is super athletic for his position. He does his job really well. Obviously, he played at the centre at times against Houston. bit ineffective, but at times it was effective. Uh, Dort, as, as we discussed, he'll be an elite defender in the league. I still haven't given up on Hamadou Diallo. Mm. former slam dunk champion. Yeah. I haven't given up on him. He's he's shown glimpses in the bubble that he's still capable of doing things. But there's a couple of other youngsters, but I don't think they'll do much more than what they are now, the likes of Terence Ferguson. Mm. Yeah, he's not a bad defender, but he gets in foul trouble really easy. No, it's, it's an exciting future to look forward to. Obviously, you, you've spoken there about the, the young core there at the centre. Uh, certainly a, a lot of promise uh, for the future. Maybe next season will be a tough watch, but ultimately there's there's a bigger goal sort of further down the line for the Thunder, isn't it? Um, and one thing that they need to, perhaps one front office move they need to make, obviously, is to to get a new coach in. Um, who would you like to what see? What is the hold up? What is the hold up, Tom? <laughs> Just get down there and sort it out. Yeah, the, the only thing I can think of currently at the minute is obviously you can potentially blame the pandemic, but then you look at all the other organisations they got their coach coaches in. I'm not sure if Sam Presti's just gone, you know what? If we appoint the coach now we have to start paying him now. So <laughs> let's just let's, let's, let's just delay it a bit and appoint it when you can. But there's there's been rumours. I really wanted Mo Cheeks to step up. Mm. Obviously he's he's gone to Chicago now with Billy Donovan. Sorry about that. Uh, Sorry. It's, it's it's good. I'm 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 glad to see him stay with Billy because I think it was effective. Yeah. But I, I really wanted Mo Cheeks. He's had head coaching jobs mm. before. He he knows the organisation. I thought that would have been a good move. Uh, we're rumoured with the likes of Jared Vanderbilt, uh, Adrian Griffin, a couple of assistants around the league. But there's been a strong rumour the last couple of days that there is, I can't remember his name, an Australia coach from Sydney mm. currently. currently Will Weaver. Qu- yes, that's the one. Will Weaver. Yeah. He's uh, quarantining in, in Oklahoma at the minute, so okay. specifically in Oklahoma. So don't know if anything will come out of that. I don't know. Maybe he just about likes him, the but... views. Maybe he just likes Oklahoma. It's a nice place I've heard. I hope I don't nice offend. I hope I don't offend you, Snowy, or any other Oklahoma City fans that listen to this. But you've got to think that somebody traveling to America, coming from Australia, the first spot on the hit list probably isn't Oklahoma. Yeah. There's probably some other places. So. 
maybe that maybe that's an indication of, of what's going on behind the scenes there. Um, what do you think about that? What what would you think about Kenny Atkinson though? Because obviously he's had success at uh, at Brooklyn, uh, sort of handling some young stars. Would would you have liked them to see him go in that direction, or what do you think? I, w- I wouldn't have said no, and I wouldn't have been disappointed with it. I think it would have been a good move. He's happy to work with youngsters. I th- I find it hard to believe that we wouldn't have had that chat. Mm. Like, so he, I think he would have been pretty well suited to the job. So yeah. I think Sam might have had a chat with him, but obviously he decided not to go down that way. He might have not fancied maybe two years of tanking. Mm. See, you, you never, you never know. I, I would have said I, I would have been happy with Kenny, but. We'll see what this Will Weaver's like if he is the man to get it. Ultimately, I suppose after the uh, success that Sam Presti has had as his time as the GM in Oklahoma, obviously he was the GM, the GM that drafted Westbrook, Harden, and Durant. I think um, has had continued success and has fleeced the Rockets, fleeced the Clippers, and set himself up for an incredible rebuild. Maybe it's not worth questioning Mr. Presty there. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's obviously that's, that's the big question, uh, the coaching, but we'll see what happens with the Thunder, uh, moving forward. Snowy, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. We, we really appreciate you jumping on with us. Uh, as we said before, a valued member of the NBA UK family. Tell the listeners where, where can they find your stuff? T- tell them where you are. Tell them where you are. So on Twitter and Instagram, both underscore uh, OKC UK. Uh, Twitter is my main uh, source of information. Got a couple of contributors who are doing some fantastic articles at the minute. And then Instagram's where I do my content. I do uh, Instagram lives, uh, interviews with a couple of great people. So I've done like Adam LaFondra, Nathan Caton, Ginger Shack. Uh, Brandon Rabar recently, which is a really great interview. But yeah, check them out. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And you're a Russell Westbrook fan, so you are now my fan. I am a fan now. You, you, you've, you've made me love you even more. Okay? You are an absolute brilliant Snow KC. I was just going to say, Vinny, try it again. Say it right. Listen, people, English is not my first language, okay? English is not my first language. So give me the benefit of the doubt, okay? But yeah. You're a Russell Westbrook fan. You had me then. When you had, when you said you're a Russell Westbrook fan, you had me there. Westbrook all the way, man. No slander from any Houston fans. Real oh, talk. He's got, he's got his jersey on as well. He's got his real real Westbrook jersey. I've got it on. Mine's real upstairs. Talk. I should have put mine on for this episode, but that's good. No, Tom, you've been great. We really, really appreciate you having me on. Uh, all the best for the off-season, and we will definitely be having you back on at some point. And to, to talk more thunder and perhaps catch up with how these young stars are doing. But no, we appreciate you jumping on, man. Don't, don't no. write OKC off, please. <laughs> no, I appreciate you having me on, guys. Best of luck with all your podcasts. Thank you, brother. Joining us now here at Met the Criteria for a, a season preview for the Detroit Pistons is Skylar from High Tea Hoops, the Duchess Hello. of Hoops, as you are well known. Coming her grace from... herself, the grace yeah. herself. <laughs> Coming all the way from Honestly, Seattle. How are you? How are you doing? I'm doing well. It's the day after they called the election in the US. So yesterday was a really fun day. And so, yeah, doing great. Doing about as well as we can imagine. <laughs> 
Well, glad, glad to hear it. Glad to have you with us. Um, as we mentioned, this is a, a preview for the Detroit Pistons. And according to your Twitter profile, you are a sad Detroit Pistons fan. Um, I mean, I think the like sad part of that, it's like if you say Pistons fan, the sad part is implied. Okay. But I just... I just wanted to make sure it was it was clear on my Twitter profile. I, I often introduce I myself. Sure it was clear. I introduce myself to people as an ashamed Chicago Bulls fan, so I, I can kind of, <laughs> kind of semi relate to you a little bit there. Um, yeah. But yeah, let's let's start there with the Pistons. Uh, what what? Why are you a Pistons fan? Why did you? It's a good initially... question. <laughs> it's like why? A great why? Question. Skyler, why? I ask myself that quite often. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I grew up an hour from Detroit, so it was kind of just like the natural thing. Um, it was my hometown team, so I grew up an hour from Detroit. So I was I like was going to games every year, basically, of my entire life, and. Um, when I was like really growing up, like, you know how, when you kind of first get into basketball, that's kind of like, those are kind of the experiences that kind of form who you are as a fan and like what you like about a team and stuff. Well, when I was growing up and like when I was really young, the Pistons were really fun. And like, we won a championship when I was seven. And so it was like, it was a great time to be a Pistons fan as a kid. And then since then, it's like basically just been endless pain. (laughs) <laughs> and so we're, I'm truly just holding on to that joy that I had as a kid and just hoping, hoping that someday we can get back to that. You've always got hope. You've always got hope. If you, if you give up hope, what's the point in carrying on? What's the point in carrying on? It's interesting point. having somebody on who, I mean, in, in all of our interviews so far, everybody, we've, we've only been sort of speaking to members of the UK mm-hmm. basketball community who... Yeah haven't grown up in in the states they haven't got any natural affiliation to anywhere in the states so it's nice to have someone whose affiliation comes from something beyond 2k which is my (laughs) most of everybody else we've had on so far has just been from 2k so that's a nice change not there's anything wrong with that for everyone else we've had on and everyone who we will have on in the future we all love 2k so more power to you yeah i mean it definitely like runs deep like it's kind of hard to be like a like a serious Pistons fan at this point because it's they're they're just so bad every year but it the the love there really really does run deep plus we had a WNBA team in Detroit when I was growing up too so I would like go and go to the shot games and I actually like my parents figured out how I could like be a ball girl for the shot games when I was growing up so I like it was a whole thing growing up that's awesome that's awesome and so that's why you're a Pistons fan. How did you get into podcasting? High T Hoops. If anybody hasn't mm-hmm. listened, go and give it a listen. It's a brilliant podcast. I listen every week. Thank you. How, Thank how did you. you get involved with that? Yeah, so I co-founded it with my brother-in-law, Brian, the Duke of Hoops. Um, we honestly just were so bored in quarantine and we were already talking about basketball so much that we, and we were like, we knew that we could like add something to the conversation. So we were like, we might as well just be recording these conversations that we are already having. Um, And so we are both actually relocating to uh, London next year. And so we are just kind of hoping to um, kind of be, get into the, into the UK basketball community and get to know some people and yeah, just kind of help grow the game. We kind of felt like we had like a unique perspective as 
like Americans who have really grown up with the game, but also have like deep connections to the UK. We felt like that was a kind of unique perspective. And yeah, we just wanted to kind of help grow the game. Similar to us, basically, boys, isn't it? Because we literally, we started from a couple of months ago, we had like a little Zoom quiz night. And basically, like literally a few of our mates, and then we just found ourselves realizing, hang on, we're just like talking ball. So let's literally, yeah. and Jared came up with the idea, just like, literally, let's just create a little, little podcast. Let's, little let's put microphones yeah. on. And let's exactly, let's exactly. put some microphones, yeah. just chat about it, and just see what people like about it. Because I think the thing is, we watching ball sometimes, people have so many different opinions. Mm-hmm. These guys will tell you my opinions are wild, which I don't terrible. listen to His them. opinions are terrible. Don't listen to Not them. Wild. Don't listen Bad. to them. I can't Phil, wait. Phil, I will come for you in a minute, okay? <laughs> I will come for you. But anyway, that's the thing that's beautiful about it. You've got different opinions and it's just about kind of just speaking, basically, enjoying mm-hmm. it from that side of it, just showing your opinion. And I think it's so good that so, there's, a, there's a massive scene out there in different kind of podcasts, different kind of groups, which is quite exciting just to listen to, really. Yeah, we kind of also were seeing like, um, you know, sometimes basketball, like the coverage around basketball can just get really, um, really technical and really in the weeds. And it can kind of sometimes like, I don't know if any, everyone agrees with this, but I think sometimes it just kind of like strips the joy out of it for me. Like I, sometimes I just want to like watch basketball and enjoy it and like, just be happy with which players are playing what, like sometimes I just want it to be kind of simple and not be like thinking 12 steps like down the road. And so, uh, yeah, Brian and I basically were like, let's just like have some fun and just talk about basketball, talk about culture, gossip. Yeah, we can, that's it. We, obviously, there's there's a load of podcasts out there that you can tell the ones who are done by people who are fans more than analysts. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's not to say, obviously, the analysts are, are in the know, they're plugged in with the league, perhaps more than us as the general sort of uh, everyday fan. But that's what we try and do here. We try, try and have a bit of fun just talking with our mates about about what's going yeah. on in the NBA. Um, basketball yeah, should be fun. Exactly. Yeah, let's keep, keep the fun in the game. Keep the fun in yeah. the game. So speaking of fun, Detroit Pistons. What? what it's how, a barrel it, of fun. <laughs> how, how? How? What were your feelings on the the 2020 season for for your Pistons? It was a pretty disappointing season, to say the least, for the Pistons this year. Um, I think expectations were were a big reason why it ended up being such a disappointing season. Um, coming into this season, you know, we've had just like a span of 10, 15 tough years and coming into this season, they thought, you know, okay, we could make it to the playoffs. Like we could put together like a decent squad at least. And then we ended up finishing 20 and 46. So it wasn't great. That was largely due to injury. It was, I mean, we, we barely saw Blake Griffin and Luke Kennard this year. So it's kind of understandable, but it was just a really, disappointing season even by piston standards which is <laughs> tough i'm actually just gonna spend this whole podcast just roasting the team that say like- brought me on to talk about but it's my team so i can do it <laughs> honestly roast- i've never met someone to roast their team so badly on- this is what detroit fans are for every sport because literally everyone is terrible Vinny, you're gonna have- you're gonna have to adopt this brilliant mantra for in a couple of years time for the rockets because wow. well, that's true season, that, but- in fact, wow. when they miss the playoffs Oh, first of all, you can just shut up, Theo. But you, you, you don't come at me with your you, your nets right now. What have they done? Okay, what have they done exactly? 
they're about to reach the Eastern Conference Finals, oh. maybe <laughs> Finals, probably win the chip. Just saying. Wow. Okay. Whatever. Split it up. Split it up. Let's get back to the Pistons. Um, obviously, you mentioned Blake Blake Griffin's injuries. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think he's he's got any more? You know, he was All NBA third team, wasn't he? Um, not mm-hmm. this season. Just finished the one before. Do you yeah. think he's he's got that level of production left in him in Detroit, or is he is he just one of those players where he's hit a point in his career where injuries are just going to be the the story from now on? You know, I have a really complicated relationship with Blake Griffin. I am fully in love with him. <laughs> I love him. I think he's so funny. I think he's a really good guy, and he's done a lot for Detroit. I'm going to get to your question, by the way. I'm not just <laughs> going to spend this whole answer talking about this, how I'm in love with him. This love story sounds interesting. <laughs> Please keep going. Honestly, when he got traded to Detroit, like a lot of people were making jokes about like Blake Griffin has to go live in Detroit, like after being in LA, like mm. how much does that suck? And he, he honestly has always had very nice things to say about Detroit, which not everyone does. Detroit doesn't get the best rep. And so I just, I honestly, is it a bit really, like, is it a bit like Briarfield near Burnley? It just kind of got a bad reputation, not the best place in the world. Is it one? I of honestly don't really know Briarfield. I would say it's like Birmingham. Okay, it's like, right. it's okay. like rough. It's like, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to offend your listeners from Birmingham. But just, just <laughs> what I've heard. I've never been there. Just be what I've heard. <laughs> Just what I've heard. It's like very industrial. It's pretty rough. It's one of the like more dangerous cities in America. It's it's a it's a it's a tough town. It's very blue collar. It's it's also like on the comeback. Like it's I don't know. Detroit's it's hard to. Capture. Only thing I know about Detroit mainly is Eminem's from there. <laughs> that's literally, yeah. that's literally what I know about Detroit. Yeah. So is Big Sean. Oh I yeah, Big Sean. I forgot about that. Yeah. 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 Where was I going with my answer, though? Oh, Blake Griffin. Okay. He's always been really nice to Detroit, and I've always just really appreciated that. I really appreciated having Blake Griffin in Detroit. That being said, we got to get rid of Blake Griffin. He (laughs) has got to go. I love Blake Griffin. They can't hang on to him anymore. I don't think he has that production in him anymore. We saw him just – was that just – last year time has no meaning anymore but mm. and he looked great and then those injuries just they just won't go away like he's just been so plagued by injury and because of that injury like has just been so consistent and hasn't really been able to like get into a rhythm in a season so we just got to get rid of him he's so expensive i forget what his contract is but we really just need to to dump his contract is the problem he's He's difficult on a Detroit team like this because Detroit has always kind of hovered in this region where like we're too good to tank and like get the really good draft picks, but then we're also like really bad at the same time. Mm. So there's like truly no joy in it at all. (laughs) And so I think like with Blake Griffin, when he's healthy, the team is too good to tank. And when he's not healthy, they're just awful. And so there's just, we just got to get rid of him. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough, tough spot to be in. You, yeah, you, you either want to be sort of in the playoffs or literally last. There's no right. point in being anywhere in the middle as a Bulls right. fan. Um, you're yeah. preaching, you're preaching to the choir. You're preaching yeah. to the choir right here. Um, although this year we finally got the number four pick, which is something to look forward. You're not going to do anything with it, though. Are you going to do anything with it? I no. mean, this is not a great year to get the good pick. True, true. But, you know, there's some names in there. There's always a surprising name, you know. You, you but see. are you going to do anything with it, buddy? I'm sorry, are you going to do anything with it? 
There you go. Get off my back, Vinny. Get off my back. Do you know who else was picked number four? Russell Westbrook, sir. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows if there's a that kind of caliber player in this draft? We'll, we'll never know. <laughs> anyway, we're not talking about the Bulls. We're talking about the Pistons. Uh, so obviously, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, there's a there's a lot of uh, intrigue, interest in what's going to happen um, in the sort of free agency, free agency <laughs> sort of spell. It's all been crammed in. We've got what is it, seven, eight weeks until the season's kicking off again. There's going to be a lot of business, a lot of deals being done between now and then. Um, mm-hmm. What are your sort of initial thoughts as to what the maybe the biggest needs for this Pistons roster is to uh, improve, improve the, the future or the present? What do you think? Yeah. Um, I honestly, I just said like High T Hoops is such a culture podcast. And literally the one thing I always tell Brian I won't get into is like, potential trades potential free like I'm always just like it's too much for my brain it always it like none of it is everything is like moving and so I'm like I don't like none of this is gonna happen and so why are we talking about it I always like get mad I said I was gonna come on and be like I want Jimmy Butler I want just like list all my favorite players and just say that the Pistons need them I'm actually not I'm not going to do it, but we, we need a center. We really need a center. Uh, we dumped Andre Drummond last year, finally, thank God. And so we really just need someone to kind of come in and be a strong center. I honestly, I read an article today about like who the Pistons could target for that position. And I honestly was kind of talked into Nerland's Noel. Mm. Yeah. He, I mean, he's, he's a bargain. He's cheap. He can come in. He's solid. I don't know. I could see it working. Um, we really could use a center and we really could use a strong point guard, but I honestly think they'll go for that in the draft. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, free agency. Yeah. I think Nerlens Noel has been, been rumored to go to, to the Rockets as well. I think the Rockets have been, mm. have been looking at looking at that. Um, you, you mentioned uh, prior to this podcast that you're a little bit of a Rockets fan, which uh, I need been, Vincent is is grinning away at his camera. He's absolutely buzzing to have some support on the podcast. Got through the Rockets. So yeah, he's got about time. About time. Okay, yeah. that's what I'm gonna say. Yeah, my parents Just, moved to Houston like three years ago, so I fancy myself a little bit of a Rockets fan. I've been to a couple games at this point. As a little bit of a Rockets fan, Skyler, uh, how do you feel about Russell Westbrook? I love Russell Westbrook. I do okay. not want him in Detroit. And the choir say Amen. I just want to say I that. I love Russell Westbrook. Why I say amen. That's two in a row. We've had two Russell Westbrook fans no, in a row. Do you ask every guest question. if they like Russell Westbrook? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just dig it for me. So this, is, this is just to make a... I think I'm just trying to make a point here. Okay. And I'm hoping I'm going to make a point. This could backfire on me, but let's just go with it. As a, so as a, as a, a Houston-liker, maybe borderline mm-hmm. lover, maybe, a Westbrook, a big Westbrook fan, do you think sure. Russell Westbrook's top 10 in the league? No. <laughs> Who said that? Who do you think? Vinny? Come to, on. Yeah, listen, I am entitled to my opinion, people. <laughs> okay. I will say this over and over again. I am entitled to my opinion. I just cannot see in any world where you can't have Russell Westbrook as a top 10. Where, you know, where people... do you put him? In the, what, yes. like what, oh, yeah, is yes, it yes, number 10? Yes, where you put him. It's, I mean, I, it's like he doesn't even belong in the top 10. I'm going to say... Number eight. Aha! Yeah. Was that right? Correct. Oh my God, I'm a good guesser. 
Who do you who, like? Who's number nine and ten? Number nine, Dave. Number ten, Jimmy. Listeners, if you've not listened already, please go and check out our, our current top ten episode. <laughs> this this, is, out a of this is my opinion, stuff. people. I will say it over your again. It's wrong, Vincent. It's well, your opinion of the Nets winning the championship is wrong. Do I say anything about that? Yes, every week. Honestly, one of I was on a like a Twitch stream at one point and someone told me that Chris Middleton is in the top five. And I was like, <laughs> okay, that's what? that person Vincent. That, that's crazy. No, yeah, that's crazy. That not. is crazy. I'm that not gonna crazy. give this person even I'm not even gonna acknowledge who it was. That's <laughs> such a ridiculous opinion. Let's go back to the Pistons. I regret so, yeah, sorry, the Rockets. How many times has Jared said that this time? Let's go back to the Pistons. Let's go back to the Pistons. Skylar's even mentioned that she doesn't really want to talk about the Pistons that much. So, you know, <laughs> we're, we're, there's, there's four of us here who are struggling to come up with Pistons content. But <laughs> here we go. We're, we're making our best of it. Let's go back to the draft. Let's talk about the draft. So mm-hmm. I, I think this is the last three years in a row, the Chicago Bulls have had the number seven pick. But this year, the Pistons it's have us. had the number seven pick. Yeah. Um, so that's nice. That's nice. Thanks for taking that one off our hands. Um, mm-hmm. How much do you read into the draft? Are you, are you well read up on the draft? Have you got any idea of, of who you want the Pistons to take, who, who they're rumoured to be taking? What are you thinking? Yeah. Um, I mean, the Pistons are notorious for being awful at drafting. Like, mm. awful. Like, I know everyone kind of has that story with their team, but I swear, like, the Pistons are the ultimate. Can I just, like, read out some of these please. some of these picks? Give Great. us some of the history, please. Okay. The Pistons took Luke Kennard over Donovan Mitchell. Oh. The Pistons took Stanley Johnson over Devin Booker. <laughs> they took Greg Monroe over Gordon Hayward and Paul George. Oh. They took KCP over CJ McCollum and Giannis. Oh, my oh, days. Oh, and the infamous Darko over Carmelo, Chris Bosh, and Dwayne Wade pick. Oh, it's just—it's really tough to be a Pistons wow. fan in the draft. I'm actually optimistic this year, though, because we just hired a new GM, Troy Weaver, who came from OKC and is mm-hmm. like kind of known to be the guy who like hit on the draft on uh, Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. So I feel like we might have a shot of coming out with a semi-decent pick this year i've heard a tiny bit that it might be uh tyrese halliburton the uh the point guard from uh iowa state honestly i wouldn't mind that pick i think he has like a really good basketball iq i think we need a good point guard he's um he's got like really good playmaking abilities and that's really what we need on the pistons right now Mm. but i don't know we'll see i have a feeling somehow we'll end up leaving with LaMelo ball (laughs) somehow that will happen he like LaMelo's like trainer and agent or something they're all from Detroit and like have connections to the Pistons and I don't know I just kind of have a feeling it'll something wild will happen and we will somehow come home with LaMelo ball would would that be good news for you or bad I wouldn't love it you did say you need the guard I did I just don't want the drama. Mm. <laughs> the drama. The drama that comes along with the Ball family. Although that gives us another thing to focus on other than like the Pistons actually playing. So maybe it'd be good. Every cloud has a silver lining. That's what they yeah. say. So yeah. Excellent. So you think in Tyrese Halliburton as as a sort of draft pick for this yeah. year. Um 
let's let's dive a little bit into into the roster. Uh, there's been plenty of rumors with regard. I know you're not a big trade person. We don't know if it will happen until it'll happen. But there's been a lot mm-hmm. of rumors about Derek Rose. Um, a couple yeah. of the guests we've had on so far already have said um, that they Rose would be a good trade target for their teams. Um, I think the yeah. LA Lakers UK Matt said that. Um, are you desperate to hang on to D Rose, or do you think it's time to let that guy fly and hopefully get a, get a ring somewhere? What do you think? Yeah, I I feel like I've said this with everyone. I but this one especially, I have a very complicated relationship with Derrick Rose. I was like, I am definitely a person. I think all kind of like people our age or people who like follow players. And Derrick Rose was one of my favorite players when he was on the Bulls. Like I had like a big cutout of him. Like I, it was serious. Like I had T-shirts. I had all his jerseys. I was like a huge Derrick Rose fan. Mm. And then I'm going to be a huge buzzkill right now. The whole uh, rape case came out. And so that kind of ended that for ended that for me. And so it's really weird because Derrick Rose on the Pistons would have been like a dream of mine. And now it's just like complicated and I feel like I can't root for him. And I don't know. It's like a weird thing. Um, so I, I would be happy to see him go just so that I can personally stop having these complicated feelings towards him. <laughs> mm. Um. He, you know, he just had like one of the best years since his injuries. And so I feel like why not try to like get some assets in return? I think that makes sense. Obviously, his his trade stuff is higher now than it it was before the season. There was was quite a lot of talk of him potentially being a sixth man of the year candidate. And I think he did get a couple of votes at least for that. Um, Third place votes, second place votes, that kind of thing. So maybe it's the time to cash in. what would you want back? Would you want just picks or would you, is there a young player around the league you think, or? I don't know. I mean, I would say just picks, but again, you can't really trust the Pistons with picks. True. I don't oh, know. Shocking. The list the you just named out. Yeah, the list you just named, honestly, is scary. The opportunities you could have had. It's scary. Yeah. Whoever yeah. whoever made those decisions Probably needs an all, to be... an all NBA team out of Honestly, yeah. that is scary. I mean, the problem was when Stan Van Gundy was our coach, he like also was our GM. Mm. Like we just, we've never really, we haven't had great leadership in the past like 20 years. Mm. So it, it makes sense. Yeah. So new new GM at the helm, obviously, um, Troy Weaver, as you've mentioned. Um, yep. What do you think about the coach, Derek Casey? Is are you happy with the fit there? Does he? Does he... Wayne Casey, yeah. Derek Casey. Yeah. That's because I'll tell you why I said Derek. It's because I know Derek someone. Rose. I know I know someone called Derek Casey. He's from, <laughs> he's from round here, so that's why I said it. So from round here, lads. From people here. listening to this will know who Derek Casey is, but he doesn't. Shout he, out Derek Casey. Yeah, shout out Derek Casey. But yeah, Dwayne Casey. What do you what do you think about Dwayne the fit Casey. there? Yeah, I mean, I'm. It's he's only been with us, I think, a year or two now, mm. um, and so I'm kind of excited to see him with like a strong team. I think we should definitely stick by him for a couple of years and see how it goes. I've honestly, I've liked what I've seen from him and he's, he's a very like, this is going to be hard to explain to you guys and to your audience, but he's like a very like Detroit guy. Like he fits in Detroit. There's like something about like his attitude and the way he like approaches everything that it feels very Detroit to me. Like he just, he's like kind of a basketball purist almost. And that's kind of always how I've, thought about Detroit as a basketball city a little bit too. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So 
let's talk finally just about some players to watch uh, yeah. on, on the Pistons roster. We know about the big stars. Mm-hmm. Big star now, I suppose Drummond has left, hasn't he? We know about Blake Griffin. Yeah. Give me a give me a name or two from guys lower down the pecking order who, who you think have got a chance maybe to blow up in the the twenty 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 one season. All right, I got two for you, Ooh. and these are some good ones. Honestly, these are some fun ones. First of all, Christian Wood mm. is a really fun player to watch. I hope we can re-sign him. Uh, he's really young. He just has a lot of potential. He's really fun to watch. Would highly encourage you all to check out some Christian Wood. And then also Seiku Dambuya uh, is a Say really exciting player. <laughs> I honestly was bricking it even saying it that one time. <laughs> um, you, you smashed it though. You smashed it. Thank you. you thank you. Vinny does with most names to be fair. So fair Vinny can't even say his, his own name after. First of all, is English my first language? No. I rest my case. There you go. <laughs> I think that's all you have to say. That exactly. Everyone's criticism. Sort of exactly. Say. Thank you, Skylar. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Seiku, he's he's the youngest player in the league, or he was last year. Um, he's 19 years old. Mm. Um, and so it's, it's kind of wild to see, uh, like, what were you guys doing at ni- 19? Like, I could not handle that much pressure at 19. <laughs> I was playing professional don't, basketball. Don't ask. About. Yeah, I think he's really going to blow up. He actually has been uh, practicing with Kevin Durant this offseason. Mm. So hoping we're, hoping we're able to see him really break out next year. Feel calm Feel down, okay? Eyebrows. Feel <laughs> calm <crazy>. down. <laughs> if anyone KD mentions KD or Kyrie, anything that mentions KD or Kyrie just gets excited. <laughs> one, all one the of time. these season previews, we're going to get through an episode without talking about the Brooklyn Nets. And I, I'm here for it. I can't wait <laughs> to see you that episode. They're just so relevant. Literally, whoever comes on to talk to us about any team <laughs> in some way relates to Brooklyn. They're just that relevant. They're the most relevant team in the league, I'm telling wow. you. Wow. There you go. There you go. I don't, did, the did you see how everyone just kept quiet? Did you see how everyone just kept quiet <laughs> when he said so. that? I'd everyone just so. like maybe, didn't even care. Maybe behind I feel the like Lakers. they're top. Yeah, I feel like it's got to be the Lakers. Okay. <laughs> we'll get, we'll get <laughs> they're, like, they're the most relevant team that aren't the champions of the NBA. Okay. Fair enough. There we, go. we all get our bad opinions. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. For the fifth time this episode, <laughs> let's get back to the Pistons. Um, Give us your overall sort of expectations, predictions for the season. Is it is it a year to tank? Is it scraping through to the playoffs? What do you think? I mean, literally every year for the Pistons feels like it's a rebuilding year. This is really a rebuilding year. Okay. Um, we, I think we really need to kind of figure out like what the game plan is here. Um, we... <laughs> Like a lot of our players, pretty much all of our players are on the table to be traded, shopped, like anything. Like we're not really committed to any of these guys right now, I don't think. And it we don't really have a clear like identity as a team, like playing wise, anything. And so I feel like this year they want to see the young guys like Seiku, like I just said, like really develop those young guys. I feel like we need to figure out like a real team identity. Like I feel like trading Drummond kind of took away like what little identity the Pistons had before. And so now they kind of need to figure out where they're going to go from here. And it's just going to be a rebuilding year. I would be shocked if they made the playoffs this year, especially after last year, but we'll see. 
we'll see. Yeah, that sounds fair. That sounds fair to honestly, me. Honestly, Skylar, you bleed Detroit, honestly. The way you're passionate about your team. <laughs> Can you hear the pain in your voice every single time you talk about Detroit? That's you're a like, real fan. We'll, we'll very see. painful. We'll see. We'll just see, like, that's the state you get to as a Pistons fan, though. It's like, I like my feelings aren't even invested anymore. That's what I mean when I said, when I said like, you can't even be a legit fan. It's like, I genuinely don't get my feelings hurt anymore. Every... <laughs> Every year, I'm like, we'll see. If we make the playoffs, that'll be great. But who knows? Skylar, thank thank you so much for coming on. Uh, you, thank you've been you for fantastic. having me. We appreciate you coming on. Um, as, as you said, you've had you've had a lot of excitement uh, over the last couple of days. So we appreciate yeah. you making time to come on. Uh, before you go, um, tell our listeners where they can find you, your podcast, everything yeah. that you do. Go. I am at the Duchess sorry, at Duchess of Hoops on Twitter and Instagram, although I haven't done anything on the Instagram yet. And go listen to the the IT Hoops podcast. It's really fun. IT Hoops. IT Hoops on all platforms. Grace the Duchess of Hoops, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for coming on. We'll see. Thank we'll, you. We'll, we'll have you back again, maybe to talk some more Pistons. Maybe. Yeah, we'll definitely have you on again. And we can talk about the Rockets maybe next time, you know. Yeah, we'll have to have you guys on the High T Hoops pod too. Brilliant. Well, it'd be Brilliant. a pleasure. Thanks again, Skylar. Thanks. There we go. Uh, a big thank you again to Snowy, Snow KC from OKC UK for jumping on. And uh, Skylar from High T Hoops podcast at the Duchess, at Duchess of Hoops. Appreciate our guest this week's talking about the Thunder and the Pistons. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Um, please let us know if you did or if you didn't. Please let us know what we can do better. You may, some of our fans may be Star Wars fans. You may remember a certain scene from uh, episode three where a youngling says to Anakin Skywalker, Master Skywalker, there's too many of them. What are we going to do? That's exactly, (laughs) that is exactly, Vincent loves that impression. That is exactly how we feel at this podcast at the moment. We have so many of these season previews to do. We're just going to do our best. We're going to get through them as much as we can. But please stay with us on the journey. Please keep getting involved. Please keep sharing, subscribing, all the usual things. Uh, We appreciate you all. Um, Catch us on next week's episode as well for more of these previews. Uh, It's been Jared. Adam Silver absolutely executed Order 66 on this bad boy. Um, They better double me. What can I say? Unfortunately, listeners, Vinny is giggling away too much. It's late at night, so goodbye from Vinny as well. Goodbye, everyone.